咬你咬。<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out in the Open podcast.、Uh, with me today, I have a very, very special guest, someone who is so popular and well known that it has taken me weeks to get her on this. Podcast, my wife and very best friend Blight. How are you? I'm great. I have a really big fan club named Ella June. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, so the conversation topics that we are going to focus our theme around today really are around marriage and race because、uh, they both, well, we have a marriage, so it affects our marriage. <laughs> But also, race affects our marriage, gender affects our marriage, and we're going to have a conversation about those topics today. So, one of the opening kind of questions that we received or that we can have a conversation about is how do we separate being parents from being married couple? And I'll just tell you the last time we went out on a date. <laughs> Was February <laughs> for by ourselves. Yeah. Last time we went on a date by、oh, ourselves、yeah. was Valentine's Day,、yeah. and at the time of this recording, it is September twelfth. So we don't actually do it very well, but it's also because we didn't have a babysitter. So now we have. A multitude of babysitters, but、yeah. uh, how do we, how would you say we separate being parents and being a married couple? Because our first year, in all honesty, our first year of marriage was really good, and we were like the honeymoon stage doesn't last long, and they say like the first year of marriage actually is really hard, but it wasn't actually hard for us. But the second year of marriage has been Really tough. It's been like being a parent is tough. I feel like like that's been like the toughest thing for us. But I feel like separating it is just like taking time for taking time for yourself. And even though we didn't have a babysitter, like we'd stay up and like choose a series that we wanted to watch. We'd watch a TV show together, or you know whatever. I feel like that gave us time to just like be by ourselves. And I would say that. Um, going to church together is a thing that we just like love to do together because we both love praise and worship. So I feel like going to church together and being in praise and worship together was another time where it, like helped us like separate. You know, well now, not that it was bigger, or now that it was bigger. Yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, talking about like a series, we even sit down and watch TV together. But、yeah. by the time Ella goes to bed now. We're, we're tired. Yeah, we're both worn out. But、uh, now by like eight o'clock. Yeah. And we haven't even been able to record this because every time we've gotten alone together, it's been eight thirty at night, and so tired. We're worn out, and we both work. Yeah, but now like we've gone、new. on a couple of date nights. Yeah. I mean, like group date nights, but that's fine. It yeah, still it's takes the kids away. Right. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about how our relationship has evolved. I guess would be the word from like who we were in the beginning, because we met in the ninth grade,、um, and we didn't really. I mean, we were like acquaintances, friends, but we didn't become a couple until the 
our freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, a lot of factors go into that, but you also really did not like me. I couldn't stand you. Yeah. <laughs> but you were able to, well, I mean, I mean, it was my fault, but uh, also you were able to go whenever you were going through because you you really decided that you did like me after the summer after our senior year yeah because it was when we were in the hospital with Swift and I just saw like a different side of you I thought you were super cocky and annoying in high school I thought you were just like too big for your britches (laughs) but then you one of the things that I appreciate is that you didn't, I mean, I went through a really tough season that time, but you weren't, you didn't love me for who I was, but you loved me for who I, like the best version that was possible of myself that I would become. Yeah. And like you loved me exactly at where I was, but also you didn't love me a lot enough or you loved me too much to leave me there and you kind of said like you have to I gave you like six months I literally like I felt like I was praying about it and everything and I just felt like God told me that I needed to stay where I was with you even though like I didn't want to at first because you were not very friendly (laughs) I mean like we were a thing or whatever like we were dating or whatever but it was just like not like serious because you had just lost your best friend your brother and so it was really tough on you so I had to also put like my pride aside because I'm stubborn I'm like very you know I'm me and so it was really hard to like let somebody like have that like and treat me that way because I don't often do that but I like I said I just felt like God told me that I needed to stay So I let you, you know, like grieve and stuff, I feel like for like six months, maybe a little bit over. And then I was like, okay, it's like time to snap out of it. Like, I love you. I know you loved him, but it's time to like start living your life because this isn't what Swift would have wanted for you and you have to live. Yeah, I feel like that was, I mean, I know you did before, but that was kind of when like I started to figure out things for myself. Mm -hmm. Um. And you like change your major and everything. <laughs> major, what I value, because um, yeah. like, uh, even like the people that we hung out with, even in college or in high school, it's kind of completely different now. Because I mean, we moved yeah. into being married and having a kid, quick. and yeah, pretty quick. And in four so, years. <laughs> yeah, and so we are still friends with people that our our age but we're not on like the same like timeline as them because Mm -hmm. and it like doesn't like ruin friendships relationships but it kind of just puts them on the outskirts yeah definitely well because like i used to like i mean i had friends with kids that like whenever we didn't have Ayla and I was always like you know don't feel bad like you have a kid like we can still be friends but you really don't understand until you have a kid and like I have four siblings I'm the oldest of five kids so I thought I understood like what they were like going through and everything but it's really hard like if you don't have friends with kids because then it's like 
you think, do I have to leave my kids? Like, do I bring them? Or like, I don't want to talk about my kid too much when I'm with them because I don't want to make them feel awkward. Like, you right. think of so many different, and then you're like freaking out in your head when you're with them if you're not with your kid. And so it's like, you're not being intentional and it's really hard. So, right. We went on a double date last weekend with a family. Triple date. Triple date with a couple that don't have kids. And we were talking about our kid. Yeah. And then and we were like, oh. Yeah, they don't they don't have a kid. They have kids. We're annoying. <laughs> yeah. And so they didn't they don't really understand it. Um, yeah. We were just like, we're so annoying. <laughs> but and then we've been able to we kind of shift our friendships to mm-hmm. people that have kids. Because like even like I like to go out and do things, you like to go out and do things, mm-hmm. but it's like we we have different priorities right now. Right. Well, well not right now, people, but always people who are in like the same like walk of life as you can help you in that stage too like being friends with people who don't have kids is perfectly fine like they can help you with a lot of things like they're amazing I love my friends without kids like with my whole entire heart but also my friends with kids can teach me a lot of things and have taught me a lot of things and I can call them you know and be like hey like this is happening you know like just things that your friends with kids wouldn't understand so um I feel like it's really important to surround yourself with other parents good parents one of the things on our relationship is that uh, we've always said that we would go to counseling because we're not the best at communicating with one another. No, we're completely opposite. Yeah, and we have different, <laughs> I mean, we are different personality types, different. Definitely. Uh, we uh, function differently. Yeah. Uh, you're more structured than I am, and uh, uh, you talk, talk all your feelings out, and I really don't yeah uh, but then at the same time you kind of i don't know we're very different but we've always said that but we never do because that i mean we we view communication as the number one thing that should be in a relationship and then we know we are not good at communicating <laughs> yeah. with one another and we like try like we try to do it on our own but it's so hard on your own because you don't have someone like being the mediator there saying like because whenever you communicate like whenever you have two different communication like or two different ways that you communicate then like what you're saying i'm picking it up as one thing and then what i'm saying you're picking it up as one thing but that's not what we mean and so it's like we're sitting here trying to say, hey, like we need to communicate in this way. And you're like, that's not what I want. And I'm like, that's not what I said. And then vice versa. So I feel like it's so hard without a mediator to have someone tell you like this is her personality. Like this is what she means and this is what he means. So which is also to start that. which is also funny because we you mediate a lot. Yeah, I do. At your work. Yes, and my all day long. my uh Myers Briggs test says that I'm the mediator. Mm. So like we're both mediators yeah. ourselves, but we can't mediate yeah. our uh, creative discussions. So yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. They're very creative. Uh, we have uh, to be transparent. We've fought. We've had like some of our biggest fights have been about like a dollar, Dumb like a literal things. dollar, not like money but like a hundred cents we fought over we fought over a sausage biscuit we fought over I was pre- okay, my a driving lot of these fights that he's talking about were i'm not saying they're pregnant. like my fault my fault or your fault because we both have fault <laughs> no they were when i was pregnant though and just like super rough one time 
we fought over how bad my driving is. <laughs> this is also when I was pregnant. Um, okay. But. No, we fought over how bad his driving was. And he said, well, if you don't like my driving, then why don't you drive? And he pulled over. Into a church. And the holy I am place. like eight months pregnant. You... Yeah. No, I was eight months pregnant. It was in September or October. And we had driven 15 minutes, 20 minutes across town because we were going to lunch. Yeah. And then I pulled over. Anyway, I said, yeah, you can drive. He said, I can drive. And so I got out to drive. And it just so happened that when I switched seats, I locked the doors and I drove off. <laughs> and left me I in left this it. parking lot. I li- it was literally for 30 seconds. I came back. And but then, then she I came was back upset. and then drove all the way home. <laughs> So we had this hour-long ordeal, and we so we had left to go get yeah. lunch, and we never got lunch. <laughs> no, I came and I dropped you off at the house, and then I went and got the lunch that I wanted. I drove all the way, like back across town, but again, I was like eight, seven or eight months pregnant. Yeah, mm, I'm pretty sure I was pretty close to eight, and so anyway, it was crazy, but. Anyway, what's the next question? We've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> um, kind of, I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about is like how we had different upbringings, but the same upbringing at the same time. Because, mm-hmm. like, neither of us... Single moms. Single moms. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us had very much money at all growing mm-hmm. up. Um, but it, it, the weird thing about that, I think, is that whenever people don't grow up with a lot of money, then they're very they whenever they grow up all they care about is money and we really don't do we really don't care about money at all um i mean like we save here and there and put like we pay our bills and everything um but if there's like a 200 dollars flight to somewhere we will like spend that money in a heartbeat because like yeah. we value like experiences more than like material things well like with building a home like we're building a home next year and we can like afford this amount but we're going for like i don't know like thirty thousand forty thousand dollars less so we can like travel more because we're more experienced people like we want a beautiful home like for ayla to play for our future kids to play for us to have people over you know like i'm all about like hosting christmas and all that stuff like that is my dream but also, I love to travel. He loves to travel. We want Ayla to, like, see the world and experience things for herself. So, things we didn't get to do growing up. And so, like, we, because, like, my, at least my parents, whenever I was going through college to become a teacher, they, I don't know how many times they told me, like, because I was working at FedEx at the time, and... They were telling me, oh, you can, like, move your way up in the mm-hmm. company and you can make this much money or whatever. And then, like, I knew my managers and the people that were in those positions and they work 60 hours. Simple. They make quite a bit of money. Like, one of them drives a Porsche, but they make they work 60 hours a week and they're at work at right. 4 o'clock in the morning and never they never see their family. And that's not what is important to me. And so, like, I know they didn't grow up with money and, and then... I didn't grow up with money, so that's all they care about. But, like, that's not, that's just not us. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even, I mean, we, whenever we moved in our first apartment, we had, like, a lamp and our. All of our stuff was given to us, literally all of it, or we brought it from home. 
Yeah, so like we didn't have anything mm-hmm. and yet we had like the most fun time. Yeah, on a lot of trips. None of our, yeah, like none of our happiness depends on how much money we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things I want to move on to is right now, especially in 2020, but we it affects our marriage because I don't know how what's the words I'm looking for you don't know uh, but with the I don't even know the question disproportionate the the disproportionate um, negative feelings about people of color in America definitely affects our marriage because you are African American and Ayla is that's really like because I wasn't brought up to like value uh, different people and so it's like kind of changed because like the background of my family is mostly white and male dominated so it's very traditional uh, so how how have we been able to kind of mitigate the difference between how I was brought up and introducing you into my life um I feel like it did not go smoothly at all. (laughs) (laughs) I feel we had a lot of like hard conversations. Really? It didn't even start until Thanksgiving 2018 when something was said at one of your family's dinners. And um, we had been talking about race stuff like right before then. I can't even remember why or like what happened. But then something was said and you like stood up to them and said like, that's not okay to say. Um, and then right after that, we like got married and then obviously I got pregnant. And then once I started getting further and further along, we were just like realizing these things. Cause like, we've never tolerated, I've never tolerated it for myself, but for myself, if some, someone said something that was like, um, that was racist in any sort of way, I would just be like, okay, like, I'm just not like, I'm just done. Like, I'm not going to spend my time educating you and you know, whatever. But once we had Ayla, I was like, okay, like these are her family members. Like we're going to have to have some tough conversations. And, um, I told, you know, like, or I didn't tell you, like we talked about it, like you need to say some things cause like it was your family and, all of the things. So we had a lot of tough conversations. It hasn't been an easy road. We still have tough conversations to be had. We had them last week and there'll be many more to come. Um, but especially having a kid, we just knew like we can't have people like talking around her like that, not with race or sex or anything like that. Like we just, we had to cut that out because we didn't ever want Ayla to feel like any sort of shame for who she was or you know um we just wanted to do our best to I don't know raise her right I guess you could say one of the things I thought about today actually was how a lot of people are or will say that their parents or grandparents were just of the time or like it was it was accepted in their time and I, I really don't want people of 2020, people of the future to say about 2020 that oh, they were just of the time yeah, because it's no. it's the year 2020. And one of, one of the things that we talk about a lot is that there's there's absolutely no reason for ignorance right now. No, there's too many resources. Too many resources out there. There's too many books yeah. written by people who 
spend thousands of dollars and spend hundreds and thousands of hours researching the study of race. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, that a fifth of Amer- American households have zero or negative net worth. That's mm-hmm. all American households, but that number, so that's, uh, what is it, 20% is a fifth? And then, I'm not great with math, uh, but then that mo- number moves to 37% for black households have negative net worth. And so there's like a huge, huge problem because people will say that slavery was a long time ago or civil rights was 56 years ago, but like it's 2020 and the same things are happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people try to make excuses for, um, their actions when it comes down. Like you said, people are like, oh, that's just how my ancestors did it. Okay. Well, some of your ancestors also had slaves and that's not okay. So let's not make excuses for people like, oh, that's just how Hitler was. He just hated the Jews. Like, no, we don't say that. We say it's unacceptable. We learn about that history and we correct it. So, um, yeah, no, there's just a lot of correcting and so many people try to make excuses about it. And I just, no, it's exhausting. Right. And like the, there's a big push or movement right now on black lives matter and we are completely behind it because we don't see a lot of people talk about bureaucratic stuff that oh it's the it's we don't like the organization or whatever but like we're literally talking about like people's lives and yeah, yeah their life or death not the organization there's a difference between black lives matter as an organization and black lives matter as in like people black like people. these black people matter like their lives matter so and i've seen um, so many people get that mixed up and that's something that just frustrates me so bad when people say that um and it's always like it's always a white person it's always you know some like they're trying to make it some sort of like political like thing and i'm like it's literally saying people's lives matter like, right or no they'll try to, to or they'll try to use their words to get around it like oh i'm colorblind or i don't I don't see color. And the way I view that is that black people have been told that their skin color doesn't matter for years. So it makes no sense to say, I don't see color. Like that, that's not as, that's, not as good as saying like i see your color and you matter because of your color not despite it right exactly um in that movie we watched um the hate you give they talked about that in there and she made like such a good point that's a really good movie to watch um about race if anyone wanted to like learn more um or get a little bit more educated about it it's such a good movie um yeah yeah one of i mean i've had conversations with my dad's and how they view race my mom and family members and i just it gets me more upset that they don't get it because they love my daughter our daughter Mm. but they still don't get that should she grow up and she looks kind of like we her and i have the similar skin tone right now but she should, looks exactly like me when I was a baby. Yeah, so. should she grow up and look like you, she could become the target of someone who mm-hmm. has hate in their heart because of uh, someone's 
skin color and right. like that's what gets me so fired up that like people still don't get well, it and it's like so many people you know like look at me or whatever and think like oh she looks like a white girl but you know like the whole thing when I worked in retail and someone like switched lines because someone had complimented and you know complimented my skin tone and said that like I was I half black because I was beautiful or something like that and then another woman said like I'm gonna have to switch lines or something and she switched lines because of it so I'm like okay and also just because it doesn't like people might not be coming at me directly um every single day like a person who has you know dark skin who's darker complected um but I have family members that that happens to and that's why it hurts my heart not only because it's my family I mean it's friends it's people that I don't know it's you know Jacob Blake it's all of these people that this stuff is happening to like my heart hurts for them because they're human beings and I don't know how to make anyone understand that like your heart should hurt because these are humans it my heart would hurt whether they were white people whether they were um you know, whatever, whether they were Asian, any color of their skin or religious background, whatever it was, my heart would hurt for them because they are human beings. Um, and I don't know, I feel like so many people get that mixed up and they just try, people try to make it political and people try to make it like into all these things. It's about human beings. It's about human lives. Like that is what it is about. Right. One of the things I think is ruined, uh, at least the United States, is how we just view things that are about ourselves and they if they don't affect us then why should we worry about them and that is we have to as humans grow to not only live our lives for other people but to care about them to move into action Mm -hmm. because of them well and it's like i it's not even just black lives matter like it's um it's kind of controversial i'm sure i have a different opinion than a lot of people on it but like with the um save our children movement like that is a real movement real kids and then people started spinning it and they tried turning it into conspiracy theories and all this stuff and it just hurt my heart because i'm like all of these parents out there who have like kids that this stuff has happened to like this stuff has happened to me this stuff has happened to my family members like this is like real stuff like yeah kids are being sexually abused and sex trafficked like it is actually happening right here and then people spin it and make it into conspiracy theories and make it political like make it all political and i it just like just freaking just pisses me off to my core because i'm like these are real people guys like these are actual humans like this is not something for you to use to your advantage to prove a point to your friends about republicans or democrats or about black people or white people or whatever it is that you're trying to prove like these are children like these are kids this is happening to um and i think so many people with that too like then think of it as only like an epstein island thing like this is stuff that is happening in people's houses like this stuff has happened to my friends this stuff has happened to me this is stuff that's happened to my family members and you're only talking about stuff that's happening like within the government like what about our kids right here in our houses exactly like that is just that's something that is just just gets me fired up too talking about black lives matter and talking about save our children i'm like it just gets me so fired up yeah like i'm involved a lot in politics and i work in it and everything but there's some things i tell you that they're not political at all like Mm -hmm. when people die 
or when it's the choice between people dying and living like that's not a political choice at all like we should want all people right. to live whether they're they're black white asian muslim christian yeah. like they are they're dying or they're living and we should want every single person on the planet to live and that's not political to me caring about mm-hmm. the future of the earth like that's not that's not political at all and we shouldn't there should be no sides mm-hmm. like we should all be on the same side of humanity humans yeah right exactly I'm on the side of humans that's the only way i can think of it and i think that's why like with so many things like um in politics like we land like well i land like almost directly in the middle you're a little bit to the side but i am like literally directly in the middle because we're just for like human lives like we just you know right i don't know when and one, especially one of the things that kind of goes back is that um chadwick boseman just died yeah uh which so is sad. huge especially right now in the black community because like he was representation of yes like the the goodness and the gold of black culture and it wasn't i've seen people say like they were able to watch a black movie without it being a slave movie or a civil rights movie like and they were able it's like him as like the king and um and like it's very important that we use like that we that we represent every single person Mm -hmm. because whenever you do i feel like you're taking away from what they can become yeah definitely and especially especially right now we have a ongoing situation in the country um not only around that but around women and like i've had to evolve my um belief on women and like a lot of people don't agree with me especially like my more religious friends that say there's a certain spot for women in the house and a certain spot for men but kind of like I lead you and you lead me. Like we're mm-hmm. completely equal yeah. no matter who makes some more money than one right. another. Cause there's been times where you've made more money. There's been times when I've made more money. Yeah. Um, but like we value who we are in the marriage. Yeah, definitely. And like I was told as a kid that by a close family member that women, it was more about quality or quantity of women than quality. Um, and which, and I was shown some negative stuff when I was like seven. And so it just distorted my image of, women, of yeah. women and you were able to, you were kind of like the first person to show me like who a real woman was. I'm very, very strong will, <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. say the least. And I have a very strong personality, so I like, I don't like take any from anyone, which is sometimes my fault, but um, yeah, no. And I just think, especially now having Ayla, I'm just like so strict. I'm like, yeah, you don't get to treat people like that. And, and that's right. with literally anything, like any sort of injustice. I'm like, yeah, no, you don't get to treat people like that. And that's that. Like there's, I'm not going to, I'm so done explaining to people why you should care about other people. Like, I don't know how, I don't know why your heart doesn't hurt when like injustices happen to other people, whatever it may be, whether it's a you know, someone being beat from their spouse, um, whether it is a black person being killed by the cops, whether it is a child being molested um, or a child being sex trafficked, all of the things like those things should hurt your heart because those are other human beings. Um, And so I just, I am, I don't, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We're just like, we should not have to explain this to people. Like I'll have one conversation with you, but after that I'm done because there's way too many resources out there 
freaking get on social media, dude. Like, there's so many. I mean, actually, don't get on social media. Stay <laughs> on social media. I hate social media sometimes. I'm like, post a cute pic of Ayla and leave. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's just too many resources out there, and there's too many things that you. You, there's just no excuse for ignorance now. Right. I can't make excuses for people anymore. And I feel like that is why there are so many people who think the way that they do because people have made um, excuses for them. You know, they're like, oh, you know, my grandma's 60 or my grandma's 80. So she, you know, she uses the N word, but they did that back in the day. Like, um, hell no. <laughs> right. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. You better tell granny that that's not what we say anymore. Right. I'm sorry. Say it with respect, obviously, but like people need to know that it's not okay. Like that's not okay. Your yeah. grandpa can't say, you know, you need to be in the kitchen. No. And like you laugh it off. You're like, oh, he's old. No. Right. You know, your white friend that grew up in a super rich community with no black people around, like whatever it's or just in a song i like right exactly no hell no like right. freaking like i don't even know like get used to saying that to people because yeah. ignorance is not okay anymore it really truly isn't right one of the we had a conversation today where it was kind of attached to the save our children discussion we had when we were at target but like change happens in the home yeah and so like I mean, the election and everything that happens in like government and everything, it's like, I will be the first one to tell you that it's so important, but also like, that is not as important as mm -hmm. what is going on in your home yes. and who you're raising. Um, Cause yep. I'm a big believer in the future and uh, that everyone is created for something and we have to create identities and people and everything. So like the questions of race that are uh, going on in, different minneapolis and wisconsin and uh wisconsin wisconsin <laughs> uh, I said it like i'm from wisconsin yeah you did uh are not and like the save our children movement with epstein island and everything and like and the i don't know there's just a lot of things happening right. nationally but like what is happening in your home raise good humans just right. raise freaking good children raise like, humans to love people yeah exactly educate your kids if you are you know white and all of your family is white and you mostly have white friends make sure you're throwing in black barbie dolls to your daughter right. make sure One you're reading friends. your son um books about black people as superheroes and as you know showing them like different things about the asian culture like all of these things let them know that like muslims you know dress differently and that's okay and that's beautiful that they right. do those things um because literally the people that grow up and act like that the people that are you know molesting kids and all of these things like something like raise your kids to know that's not okay don't raise them to say you know raise your daughters to say well you should wear appropriate clothing so guys don't look at you um no raise your sons to say wow she's a very beautiful woman like not right. be like dang yeah, like exactly. look at that you know what i mean like not sexualize women like especially at a young age good. yeah exactly. i don't know how many people have told us that like oh she's gonna get a bunch of boys or like what yeah she is not even a year old yeah no don't don't tell me about that about my kid i'll punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding or like 
I don't know. I just find it crazy. Yeah, it really is. Like, I don't know. When, like we said, we had a conversation earlier and it's just like, no, raise your, raise your sons right. Raise your daughters right. Like, to not do these things. Like, it starts at the home. If we had parents that were like working on being really good parents, if every parent worked on being a really good parent and raising a really good kid, like our world would be a completely different place. A hundred percent. Not only that, but we're firm believers in that it doesn't take just us to raise kids. So like be a good role model to your friend's kids and your cousin's kids. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And that's why we think it's so important, like about our family and the things that they say, because if we're around our family members and we allow them to say these things, then Ayla will go around like other people that she meets and she'll be like, well, my family members say the N word. And so it's okay if these people say the N word and then it like spirals out of control. And all of a sudden, like now it's this whole big thing when it's like, no, that's not okay. We do not say those things like that is not how we treat people. We don't, you know, like all of these things and she'll grow up and she'll be like, no, that's not okay. That's not how we treat people. Like that's how I was raised. That's how my mom raised me. So she had, she dated a black person and had a black child whenever it wasn't cool. You know, like people wrote the N word all over her locker. Like people, you know, did stuff to her stuff. Like all sorts of bad things. Yeah. Like whenever my mom um, was pregnant with me, like people would call my grandparents. But even my grandparents were like, they always had black people over to the house. And this is so funny too. They had black people over to the house. But whenever my mom got pregnant by a black guy, they were pissed and they were saying like, my mom wouldn't be allowed in the house and everything. And all of these things and so it's like it was okay for her to have like for them to you know like know black people but when it came to like having family that was black it was like no um and i think that's something that people often do too but anyway i'm getting off track um but my mom was just like no like i'm having this baby like i love people the way that they are and all of this stuff which came kind of from more from her mom um obviously than my grandparents um but she had me and then like my grandma that said all that stuff was in the room my great grandma and she just started bawling when she saw me my grandpa started bawling when he saw me and from then on like it was like no bs like nobody got to say that <laughs> like inward like people would call the phone called my grandparents phone after my mom had me and they were like what does it look like like i wasn't a human being um and my grandparents would like hang up the phone or they were like you do not disrespect our family like that you know just like put their foot down so it really does start with literally one person like it started with my mom saying like this is unacceptable and then having me and then it was just like a ripple effect and there's been so many times like throughout the years when i was younger like this girl i mean it was in freaking small town manford like and she pulls up to like a firework stand that my uncle owned and she is like dropping the n-word and all this stuff and i like looked over at my mom and it kind of like scared me because people didn't like i knew that wasn't okay to say and i was like 10 um but like i didn't like know how to react and so i looked at my mom and my mom literally was like go get in the car and i was like all right cool (laughs) i got in the car and my mom like ripped her a new one like she wasn't like cussing or anything she's just being very direct with her and like we don't use that word and i'll be damned if the girl didn't walk up to the car window and was like i apologize i should not have spoken like that i will remove that word from my vocabulary like all this stuff right. and so and seeing my mom yeah just put her foot down in front of someone and say no um that's why i'm like 
that now. I'm like, right. no BS. <laughs> you treat humans with love and respect. We don't act like that. Right. So in the last couple of minutes, what what would you say would be like the three? What do we need to do moving forward? Three three things, just in general, about marriage, about race, about gender, about anything. Mm. For marriage, learn how to communicate. That's like the biggest one. Um, and for us, like just sitting here talking about like, we're like, we need to communicate better. Like we can say that all day, but if we don't act on it, that doesn't mean right. anything. We, might, like, we fought in the middle of this. We had to pause it because we were yeah. getting upset with one another. Right. And we fought over whether we were going to record this one night. Yeah. And sure it did. ended up very bad. But yeah. uh, uh, also one of the things I kind of heard the other day was like, just appreciate like who you're with. Cause like they, you could not be with them, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I think communication is key and we are, we found like a counselor that we want to go see. We're going to book appointment with him and like, just like talk about those things. Cause we just, we have two very different personalities. Um, it's the first I'm hearing this. So we talked about it in the car last night, the one and more. Oh, Nah, I still don't know see Dakota literally and see this I have is the worst a problem hearing, too. So. He does not. He has selective but I'm glad. hearing. But I'm glad. You have selective hearing, baby. I love you so much. I have a therapy. I have a shirt that says "Going to therapy is cool." And you don't go to therapy. And I don't go to therapy. Yeah, anymore. So that's a little bit contradicting. But anyway, I'm a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. <laughs> Just kidding. What um, else? Uh, da, 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 da. Parents number two would be raised good humans good i want that on it's shirt. supposed to be on raise good humans raise good humans um there's also a book on my list called raising white kids that's a good book on how to introduce your kids white to fragility would be white good fragility is a good adults. book yeah uh but one of the things i'll say about race and gender and things that you aren't used to right now is that it's not supposed to be comfortable like mm, growth yeah. doesn't happen in comfort. Yeah, um, so I've been in uncomfortable situations where I'm like, I'm wrong and I need to reconcile this. Right. I had one the other day, which I didn't feel like my opinion was wrong, but mm -hmm. the way I, you went about it, the way I handled Your it was wrong. Behind it. Yeah. yeah. And so I had to yeah. offer mm -hmm. mea culpa saying like this is my fault and right. i hope you can well, forgive like, me the good thing about our personalities too is like um like you are more of like a calming presence and i am like a bull in a china shop I was gonna say that. <laughs> run so, people over. literally i just freaking bulldoze dude but like you are more of a calming presence for me like i sit there and i can vent all these things to you and then i'm like i'm gonna say something and you're like no, you're not. <laughs> like, but then, like, he does it. He's like a spirit. Like, I'll sit there and I'll talk about it for a second before I do it. I and send you, it. You just send it. Full send. And literally, should I say this after send I send it? After he sends it, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, please, Jesus, come down and take this man right now because right. he like, I'm like Dakota. Like, delete that. Or if he sends it, then like we'll sit there and he's like upset and he's upset and he's upset. And at first like especially if it's anyone like coming at him like I am so protective over the people I love like I am type 8 personality like on the Myers-Briggs like my Enneagram oh Myers-Briggs well, type 8 Enneagram ISTJ yeah. 
yeah like my everything about my personality and me as a whole Full is like, protects the people that i love like and i will do anything so like at first after he does this and like someone comes at him hard i'm like i will kill them right here right now like i will kill them and then i'm like okay babe like you shouldn't have had the attitude behind it like you really and dakota's like well what i said was right and i'm like yeah but you didn't have to say like you didn't have to say it like that dude yeah. like you could have been chill about it you could have you know gone about it like a better way with a better attitude and so i don't know our personalities like help balance each other out and that's also like within our communication why it's hard because you're like both in or you're like i'm just not gonna say anything i'm just gonna like let people trample over me and i'm like i will kill everybody right now <laughs> like, there's no in between there is no in between so, uh, <laughs> so bad. communicate raise yes. good humans raise good humans um third i don't know what was another thing that we talked about i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know don't worry about giant problems yeah or i mean don't worry about little things that are not what we should be worrying about yeah like i don't know how to what an example would be but like there's some things that are going on that are just distractions from what we should be actually worrying about yeah there's certain things that are important right now and other things that are not and we're focusing on the wrong things Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I don't know, bro. That wraps up the episode. It wasn't so bad, was it? It took me a month to get her to record with me. I really don't want to be here if I'm being honest with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. We had to stop in the middle because Ayla was crying. Yeah. But, like, okay, this is the thing. Like, I didn't want to do this, but I did it for you because I love you, and I probably wouldn't do this for anyone else. So I just want to say, I would have been a flat no. Like with you, I was like, mm, yeah, maybe tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, every time like, it was I'm like, like pushing, oh, why don't we like, do it tomorrow? Pushing Ayla's bedtime to ten o'clock, even though she goes to bed at seven. <laughs> maybe I'm tired. I've been up all day. I'm tired. I fall asleep in the bed, getting Ayla to sleep, like all the things, but. I love you and I did it and I would have just flat out told anyone else no. So. You're like, mm, I got stuff to do. Yeah. Not even that. I would have been like, no, I'm not interested. Not interesting. <laughs> well, um, I love you. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. We got a lot of growing to do. Got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Thanks for your heart and your mind and your candor. I love you. How do you use big words? Well, I kind of end it the same thing every time. Okay, so. baby. You do your thing. All right, we'll see you guys. (laughs) We'll see you next week.